That's the sound of the coffee pouring. Welcome to the Doctor's Brew. I'm your host, Dr. Abdelaziz Khayat, and having coffee with us today is Dr. Samira Shaibi. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Aziz. It's good to be here. You've got a really good thing going on. I'm very excited to have this, uh, let's say, sit down with you, and hopefully uh, a lot of people will benefit from that. Uh, I am certain a lot of people are going to benefit from this uh, <laughs> because I've benefited from all the things you've told me about your journey. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, so let's uh, introduce our topic today, talk about some coffees, shout outs, and then dive into the meat of it, right? Okay. So deciding where to go for specialty training, also known as residency. Mm. Um, side note, whenever I say residency, everyone asks me, oh, don't you have a passport? So yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. I understand. I mean, it's the name itself it comes it dates back way back because i think people or doctors in the past used to spend so much time in the hospital they were literally residents in the hospital is that why yeah really? i think so that's why ah, we're called residents okay. in a hospital not in a country so in a way i am <laughs> applying for residency somewhere to be a to reside in a hospital there we to go. live there to live there <laughs> <laughs> so you know more often than not we seek out someone who's gone through the process to be able to guide us i did that with dictator uh, Sam or Samira, what should we refer to you as on the podcast? Dr. Sam. Oh, Dr. Yeah. Sam. <laughs> uh, Dr. Sam has, uh, you know, really helped me. It cleared up things for me. Now, what I've noticed, at least for Kuwait, is that there's a large degree of mystery about how to go to one place in particular for residency, and that is the United States of America. Mm -hmm. uh, it's now to shed light on uh, any aspiring U.S. resident. Here with us today is uh, uh, Dr. Sam. She studied medicine here in, in Kuwait, in KU, correct? Yes, I yep. studied medicine in KU. I did three years of uh, internal medicine in the Kuwaiti board mm -hmm. before I left and I joined the American board for internal medicine. I think I love internal medicine. <laughs> Way too much yeah. <laughs> for my own safety. Yeah. You you prolonged residency essentially. I did, um, but you know because of the let's say the complicated process that the U.S. residency or the match process, uh, I I couldn't just lay back and do nothing, and yeah. for that reason I had to basically. I actually was interested in, in the Kuwaiti board uh, at first, so it wasn't actually a very bad idea. I actually had fantastic time. Mm -hmm. It was brilliant, um, but at the same time, uh, I found that you know my aspirations on the long term would be more met in the U.S. residency, mm -hmm. which is actually the number one in the world. Really? Yes, U.S. residency is the number one residency in the world. I didn't know that. Now you know. No, because I, we'll get into this in a second. <laughs> okay. oh, I have some points here. Okay. And am, is it, am I right to say that you have not announced this just yet publicly? I have not announced it, mm -hmm. and actually only a few people know, wow. and amongst those few people is uh, are the people in this room, and yourself, so <laughs> yeah, it's a great deal, we're, I can't wait till it's out. We're so honored that we're the platform to share this information, so yep. thank you again. Uh, now, uh, talking about our coffee today, mm -hmm. so we are drinking uh, Mikkel or Nickel? Mikkel. Uh, it's a cafe that's in Tijariya Tower. Mm -hmm. um, I really like them because they're Greek, which is, you know... I, I, I don't think we appreciate the diversity of like coffee brands and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, every time I'm in Tijaria, which is weirdly a lot, I <laughs> pass by. Uh, <laughs> what's it called? I have a, a friend who uh, works there. Okay, that's yeah, cool. Yeah. So um, I, I'm always uh, drinking coffee there. Yeah. That's very interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, now, so tell us your honest opinion. What do you think of the coffee? They haven't sponsored us or anything. I just, I always like to talk It's actually coffee. brilliant. And I love that uh, mm -hmm. they have the Statue of uh, Liberty over here. Oh, there going we go. On. Fitting, so, fitting. You know, yeah, it's, it's, it's like, it's a sign. Mm, right? <laughs> so I actually, I, I love it. It's very creative and it tastes really well. 
actually really good. I have Spanish over here. Mm. It tastes spot on, actually. So I wouldn't change a thing about it. Yeah, I, I like the mugs. Me too. They're funky. They're, They're very, yeah, I think the person who designed them is very creative, actually. I like it. I like it. Yeah, they've, they've, got, they've got the Greek, uh, what's it called? Things going on Je back there. Quoi. Is that Greek? <laughs> no, that's French. French. Uh, well, uh, Mikkel, you have our seal of approval here at the Doctor's Brew, and you have Dr. Sam's approval, which you is do. even better than our uh, approval. <laughs> so, uh, some shout-outs real quick before we get in here. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said before, plenty of times on the podcast, I'm wearing Dream Med Scrubs. Mm-hmm. This is a UAE Scrubs brand, and I really they're super comfortable. I love that they're local. Uh, we're, we've been partnered with them this month. They've been super nice in sending me over some scrubs and I've been wearing them on the wards. People have asked me like, Hey, where do you get these from? They're really cool. So I really recommend also for you now that you're going to residency, uh-huh. <laughs> take them with me all the way to US. Yeah. Wrap <laughs> some, uh, some Arab scrubs, you know, I will. I'll flaunt that. There I'll flaunt go. that. Yep. Uh, and then the other thing is studio stretch. Studio stretch is a stretch studio in Schweich. Um, they are brand new, kind of the first concept of their kind in Kuwait. They stre- they do stretches, they stretch you out. Um, I don't, I wouldn't call it massage per se because I went a, a few times um, because they, it's not necessarily a massage, but it's kind of like, they, it's almost like a combination between yoga and massage if you think about it. If, okay. Uh, yeah. Super cool. They, Something new. Yeah. Su- mm-hmm. And I, I, they're in Shweikh. So when I was in Sabah, I actually went to them after uh a day of uh, long khafara. Uh, now, uh, yeah, so check out Stretch Studio in uh, Shweikh. So t- uh, let's dive into the meat of this. The most important thing, uh, why we're here. We want to know all about you. Before we get into residency in the States, about you itself, why, why medicine, why internal medicine, that kind of stuff, tell us. So uh, basically, actually every, every specialty is very interesting in medicine. Mm. I mean, you know, as, as in medicine, uh, surgery, radiology, internal medicine, but I find myself uh, at internal medicine and it opens uh, too many pathways for you. After you're done with that uh, residency period, you know, you can subspecialize into a diverse uh, ocean of specialties. True. So you're not just, you know, obligated with a single uh, specialty. True. True. And that is something that I like, you know, I have options. In case I do not want to basically, you know, stay put at medicine, which is plausible, by the way. But in the meantime, you know, having options ahead of you is pretty good. And I like diversity, you know, different cases, even the residency process. You don't just, you know, get, uh, let's say, to you, you don't you don't just join medicine. You get to view every subspecialty there is, including the elective periods, whatever you like. So you're not just in medicine. And that for me is very nice because you get to change you don't get bored every let's say two weeks one month depends on your uh let's say institution where you match um so for me it's the diversity of it um the ocean of knowledge Mm. and basically i like the patient interaction i like long term Mm. i like seeing my patients uh, I like following them up in the wards and the OPDs. I like that. Mm-hmm. So basically, medicine uh, fits me very well. I was steered towards surgery at the beginning of my career, up okay. until seventh year, actually. Yeah, I still have a very huge passion for surgery, but I do not see myself there, honestly. Yeah, I do not see with my lifestyle. Mm. I I I like medicine. I think it fits me more. 
I'm, I'm not an internist, mm. but I, as in, like, I don't want to be an, an internist. I'm Ooh, maybe for psychiatry. Don't anger us. <laughs> no, no, no. But I will compliment. The, there's one thing that I loved about medicine, mm. which during my rotation, which was it the doctor that I imagined in my head mm. during med school, like the, 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 the stereotype traditional doctor, mm. you know? Yes. That's what I imagine. An internist is that for me. Exactly. You know? Yes. Because they know everything about everyone, everywhere. They know times. too much. Sometimes it's scary. No, it, it, I'll tell you, it's not scary. It's annoying. And I'll explain oh, why. Oh, No, no, I'll explain, <laughs> I'll explain why. There's someone with me in my rotation right now who just knows everything. He's so smart. And I just looked at him like, medicine, right? He's like, yeah, of course I want to go into medicine. You guys are top of your field at like just knowing things. It's amazing. Honestly, you put <laughs> such a shame. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, psychiatrists, I have respect. I have utmost respect for psychiatrists. Yeah. Uh, for you to be an aspiring psychiatrist, that is, you know, I actually applaud you for that, thank by the you, way. Thank you, thank you, thank uh, you. You guys know a little bit too much as well, huh? So, yeah, not, we, we go d- deep and personal, deep and personal. Yes, you go deep yeah, and yeah, personal, yeah. sometimes too personal. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, what I'm saying is, I mean, yeah, it's one of those specialties. Sorry, Mr. Microphone. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all right. It's, it's all right. annoying, right? Yeah, that's fine, it's fine. <laughs> anyway, sometimes it gets uh, a little bit... Um, too annoying for us as well, by the way, yeah. the knowledge. But I guess it's very nice. It's evolving. It is. You get new guidelines, criteria every now and then. So everything the is growing. The research is brand new. Every oh. all the time, all the time. Yeah. Um, now, since you're you you're now uh, you know you you mentioned long term uh, aspirations. You want to end up in the states, you know, mm-hmm. and where you, I I don't mean like as in working there long term. Yes. Mean residency. Specialization. So, yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if if that's the case, mm-hmm. is there a reason why? I would expect that you'd at least for undergrad go mm. abroad, not stay in Kuwait, you know? Is, so is there a reason Kuwait was a better fit for you? Uh, yeah, familial, okay. social norms. Mm. Um, back in the day. Yeah. Okay, it's not that back. <laughs> <laughs> um, basically, uh, because it was just like a, a social or a familial issue. I was the only girl in the family. Yeah, yeah. And my mom was not ready to let go. Of her chosen child. No, I get so, that. <laughs> I get that. So she's like, stay here and, you know, you'll get whatever you want in life. So I said, okay, I can't turn that off or down. And actually, <laughs> actually, I'm very glad. Um, I don't think I was ready at that time. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever be ready to travel abroad, True. to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but it takes a lot. It takes a lot. It takes, you know, mm. blood, sweat and tears. Mostly tears. Mo- a lot of tears. A lot of tears. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, what I'm trying to say is... Um, yeah, so it was just like that. And actually, I'm very glad I had, mm. you know, the benefit of staying in Kuwait for Kuwait University. You have so much support, yeah. social, familial, all that. Mm. You know, you've got, I'm not, you know, you've got a lot of help at home. Mm. You don't have to worry about the cooking, cleaning. You don't have to worry about no rent, nothing. So you've, you you just have to study. At the bare, mi- at the, the, the smallest thing possible, just laundry, for example. Laundry. Example, yeah. You- the little things that really just annoy you when exactly. you're abroad, you know? So I, I, I can relate to that. So definitely. I was very comfortable here. Yeah. Our college was very difficult. Very difficult. Mm. I, I reckon it still is. Um, but I'm glad I, you know, I think I would do it again. Actually. Really? Yes, I would do. I would That's definitely amazing. do it again. The only thing I would do different is I'd wish back in my day we were more uh, educated at, at Kuwait University, Faculty of Medicine, regarding the USMLEs. I only found yeah. out about them in sixth year yeah. so it was like i'm gonna do all that again yeah so i just wanted to you know get get over medicine at that stage yeah because it's only getting more complicated more clinical yeah and it gets more difficult you got uncles as yeah. a student so yeah. you know i was barely trying to make it you know because I, f- I found out too late so 
um, that's when I started, you know, continuing my research journey, maybe volunteering and all that. Um, and then I said, after that, I'm just going to focus on my exams because it was, you know, I, I had to focus on my extracurriculars at that time. And yeah. I, I was I was showered with research. Yeah. Um, and that's what I did. And then I graduated and did my exams. But I wish, you know, I did my exams, you know, up to date. Yeah. With every bit, you know, of course, ever, of course. ever, ever since first first year, I wouldn't delay it. I, I feel the exact same way. Uh, okay, uh, sorry, we took a quick break there. You brought, you guys probably didn't notice, but we did. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, uh, again, we were talking about if you were to do everything over. You said you'd definitely do KU over again. Uh, you felt comfortable, but uh, in terms of the exams and stuff, you wish you would have done them earlier. Yeah. I now see for me, I from day one because I had really good clo- people close to me. Uh, family members that advised me they said do your exams from day one mm. it's uh, you know do step one with preclinical yes. years mm. i tried i couldn't do it and the reason why and i please like I, i'd love to hear your opinion on this don't don't you find at least what i found that because the curriculums are different mm. your mindset not necessarily the knowledge your mindset yes. in approaching questions the way you study is so different that the studying doesn't actually match up. Yes. I mean, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. There's some, you know, there's a lot of sense to that. But at the same time, I think, I mean, covalent bonds here are the same as the covalent bonds there, right? <laughs> but I know preclinical years are the worst years of anyone's life. Yeah, yeah. You know, so... It's not fun. It's not fun. It's mm-hmm. difficult. It's nerve-wracking. It's yes. treacherous. Yes. So, you know, what I'm trying to say is you're trying to you know you're trying to get through with one basket and then you're just adding another another basket and you 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 can't balance at that time because there are two very large schools or very large entities so i understand the struggle by the way um but i think you know where people are fortunate in that sense is american universities or Mm. american medical schools you know they're just steered down that the usmle course that's very easy for not easy but it's like the course is the path is 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 carved, you know, the school relies on the USMLE. So yes. the teaching is steered that way. And the thinking. And the thinking. And the question, like uh, in the UK, we would use PassMed, for yes, example. exactly. While in, you know, American students are doing UWorld from the day that they enter med school. Yeah. You know? Maybe from high school also. <laughs> uh, it, it really is, uh, in terms of like mentally, it's set up differently how you approach these these exams these things of course uh, there's no uh, there's no question in that and every school has its own uh, let's say policies or you know there's their own rules yeah uh, especially my college it was really difficult like with this you know if if USMLE was water my university was coffee it was really? like yeah it was they, they would you know you would still it's the same concept covalent bonds here covalent bonds there yeah but the only issue is um, it's not, I, you know, it's, it's still a struggle because, you know, you have to set your mind towards the way they're trying to teach you yes, and yes, you yes, cannot yes. scramble it yes. in order to steer it the other way. So the, your university wants to make sure you graduate as a safe doctor with, and, and to satisfy that they're ABC. Yeah. And, you know, the other school, USMLE, they just want to make sure, for example, safe doctrine and all that. But at the same time, they want to make sure that you In know your knowledge. That, yes, yeah, you yes. know you're not in your knowledge. So they have different goals, right. let's say. Because right. USMLE is just an exam at the end of the day. Yeah. Their colleges, they have their, uh, let's say, end of rotation exams as mm-hmm. well, right? Mm-hmm. So 
that makes true that they're safe and all that. But um, I think it is it is too much to handle, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but you know, you have to be very motivated. You do, you do. In order to, you know, make it to the US. And if I could add just one thing about the difference between American students, in my perspective, to us um, non-American students. Yeah. American stu- uh, medicine in the U.S. is a postgraduate degree. Yes. Personally, I went into medicine out of high school, mm-hmm. and the maturity level in terms of your learning and studying style... It's not the same. It's not the same. Yes. It, and I'm not saying necessarily, you know, you just don't study well in high school. No, there's plenty of people that did all-nighters in high school studying for exams. I'm not trying to say that, but... He's throwing shade at me or what? <laughs> <laughs> I just mean that like, you know, when you, the way you study for medicine is so different to any, nobody understands. Yes. When people tell me, oh, did you study for your test? You've been studying for months. I'm like, yeah, it does not end. And they're like, oh, it can't be that bad. No, it is. It's Do worse. Do they really sound like that? A little bit. <laughs> uh, so sorry to my friends who do sound like that. You know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, but you know who you are. <laughs> um, okay, so um, let's let's ask let's dive into this whole issue with going to the U.S. The process itself is super complicated, super weird. I'd love to hear your perspective on the process. Bearing in mind you are an Arab uh, doctor. Yes. You know, it's different to every IMG stories. Yeah. And especially also if you can touch up on the options for Kuwaitis, if you know them here in Kuwait. Okay. So basically, uh, the U.S. residency or match process is the most miserable process. I mean, mean it. I'm looking you dead in the eye. (laughs) It's miserable. But it's doable. Okay. Okay. Especially if you start soon now. Hmm. Now, there are a set of standards that they expect of you. And they expect you to be the top in everything. Mm -hmm. If it was your exams, Mm -hmm. if it was your school scores, or if it was, for example, your research, your, um, let's say, your volunteers, uh, volunteering processes, all that, they expect you to be the best. Mm -hmm. Okay? So, for example, other residency programs, they expect you to have two to four researchers, for example, Mm -hmm. to get into medicine. Now, the average for, for, for internal medicine this year was higher. For example, in terms of research. How much was it? Around four to five, four to six. That's okay. to guarantee you a spot. Is that experiences or no, that's publications? Publications. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, and it keeps getting harder every year. I mean, how? <laughs> yeah. When do you have time? <laughs> so, you know, it's very, very uh, difficult, but it's doable. You have to start early. You have to have stamina for it. Okay. You have to have a plan. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. So, I, you do good in your exams. And then you focus on your volunteer extracurriculars. Bear in mind that you have a lot of research that you have to be submerged into. Yep. So I have up to today about 12 publications. Mashallah. And I'm still not done. Mm. Uh, and, I, and, and once you start, you don't stop. They motivate you. They, they, they make you, they turn you in the process. You find that you grew mm. as a physician massively. And I'm not saying that because, you know, I, I just really call them miserable. I'm not saying that to kind of like, you know, yeah. make them look good or anything. But actually, when you do or you comply with their recommendations or their, let's say, or their orders, you actually grow without, you know, knowing them. I felt knowing like that. Yes. I studied for the step. I just finished the step two. Excellent. How did you do? I, How I, do you think you did? I think I did well. I think I did okay. well. Um, I think what it taught me more than anything was... Uh, 
the way you study and approach and expect your grades for this exam is very different than anything else you've ever done in your life. Yeah. And all honesty, do you mind, like, what do you think is the minimum uh, step, step one? Uh, well, now it's pass fail. Step two score. Uh, do you think people For an IMG? Think, yes. Not endorsed by the government or endorsed by the government? Let's go with both. Mm, 260. 260. IMG not endorsed by the government. 260. You will be safe. Okay, no, no. I'm not talking about safe. I'm talking about the minimum for, let's say, the. Within the range, you know, for me, if I was an IMG, yeah. I wouldn't say 240. Not, at, at, not with the competition that is mm. going on right now, especially after post COVID. Right. A lot of people could not attain visas. So everyone kind of like piled up to the years that are oh, coming now. Right. Okay. So you want to be safe. And I'm saying 250. Yeah. You're safe and you're not. Yeah. 250, you're safe and you're not. Mm. But honestly, you want to be safe. You want to go into the match process knowing that, okay, 260. That will guarantee you. An so that's step two. Step two score. As okay. an IMG, not endorsed by the government. By the government, 235 and above, you're, you're, you're good. You're good. You're good. Now. You're okay. good. You're good. <laughs> you're good. <laughs> you got the moolah, you're fine. Muy bien. <laughs> now, okay, fine. Uh, let's say someone does the steps, okay? Mm. Because I, what I learned about with the step exams, you should Reddit. Reddit was a, a savior for me because oh I had a God. lot of information. People of Reddit, you saved my life. Yeah, really. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> well, they're amazing people. Yeah, really. And I keep telling people read Reddit, and they don't. They don't. No, you should. Hundred. No, no, no. Anyone listening to this for the exams, you need to. There was resources I discovered through Reddit me that too. if I didn't tap into. Yeah. No way. I would have lost at least 10, 20 marks. Oh, at least. Yes. At least. Easily. Blindly. Now, the th so my question is this. Let's say someone does the steps, mm. okay? They get... Let you s The minimum score you just said was a 235, right? A safe score for government, government in, uh, endorsed. Let's but say you, can, you, can, you, you can still go below that. But you have to have... As an IMG, I'm saying. Yes. You have to have... IMG is International Medical yes. Graduate for anyone listening. So a non-US IMG, I'm mm -hmm. talking. Okay, so that yeah, these numbers will not fail, uh, both ways. And mm -hmm. even government endorsed, if you get more than two thirty, I would say you know you just tap onto the two thirty. Mm -hmm. You're you know you, you would know that you you will land interviews. Okay. But if you are non-US IMG, two fifty two sixty should not be below that. I actually did the step two CS also. Oh, wow. Before it was uh, uh, put removed. down. <laughs> um, you know, they keep going back and forth. Some people say they're, they're going to bring it back. Some people say that it's going to... Anyways, it was a very bad process. I, yeah, I heard it's very tough. It's at least nine hours of clinical exam, like an OSCE. And nine I, hours? Oh, yeah, with a break. It's nine hours. But of course, once you come in, you're not going to come in. You know, if the exam starts too much, at too much, 8, too much. <laughs> you're not going to come at 7.59. You're mm -hmm. coming there at 7. Mm -hmm. I, go, I went there at 6.30. Wow. Because... Of logistic lesions. Yeah. <laughs> but um, that was a very bad exam. I came out of the exam. I remember that CS exam. And, you know, I think it's a huge mercy that they put it down. Yeah. Because. And the pass fail for step one. I mean, that's very bad news for IMGs. Okay. Yes. Because it, it helps you. It, it weakens your ability to distinguish. However. Yeah. I personally like the fact that I would rather rely on a score that distinguishes me based off clinical knowledge 
than based off preclinical personally you have a, you have a point yeah. but IMGs need reasons to be distinguished True. the more the better mm. trust me I've been in that process if you're a non-US IMG mm-hmm. and not government endorsed my government endorses you will Much be endorsed yeah. <laughs> but not uh, non-government endorsed non-US IMGs you know you need you need these opportunities it yeah. is extremely bad news to have pass fail it's easier to get a pass now easier to pass the step one but now you're relying on a single exam score yeah and you have all these applicants and you might be seriously let's say gifted yeah. but that score and what if you mess up in that score that's true. and then you you know one of them could help the other true and it happens more often than not yeah by my, the way. my stress with step two right now was I was like, it all goes on this one score, exactly. which is a bit of a lot of pressure, you know, it's a too bit, much. It's yeah. extremely yeah. stressful. Now, so, you know, that's what I'm saying. But step one. Trauma. PTSD. I mean, you know, we're going to have a psych session after this one with you. I want to talk about step one. <laughs> to backtrack, uh, just to review kind of the current requirements for the United States, mm. the bare minimum requirements is you need to go step one, mm. which is a preclinical exam, which is pass-fail now recently. Step two, CK, clinical knowledge, mm-hmm. uh, which is a clinical multiple choice exam. Both are eight to nine hours long. Then there is, uh, there is a f- I believe there's a, instead of step two CS, now there is like another form. A pathway. There's a pathway and that you need to be approved in the hospital. Yes. People need to check you off, basically. I didn't do that, by the way, because they took in my CS. Your CS, right. So that, you know, that I actually passed. And I was, I, I remember leave, exiting the exam hall and finding my mom told her, uh, I just failed, mom. <laughs> I th- I, that's what I thought. I thought I thought Everybody I leaves thinking they failed every yes. one of these exams. And it is a known feeling. I wrote a Reddit post about this because I was, when I left, I was so calm because I knew that I will feel like I failed regardless. So yes. I didn't care. Yes. I left and I was like, whatever. I'm done with it. I'm done. And I'm never going to do it again. Yeah. Actually, you will do a lot of it again. <laughs> there's, Just, step, there's step three in residency. There is step three and they, they do have the uh, yearly, let's say, uh, at least for medicine, mm. they have the yearly, uh, what's it called, in assessment exams. Mm. They are nine hours long. There you go. So you're going to be tested repeated, 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 repeated. So you will be immune for the nine hour process with time, actually. So it will be it will be like, what? When someone presents you with a two hour, a suggestion of a two hour exam mm-hmm. or a three hour exam, you'll be like, what? What's I a wish. two hour exam? <laughs> What's a two hour exam? That's uh, so no, no, you, 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 if you, you know, comply with with whatever they need and you make it through, you would just I think the U.S. residency uh the medical residency, by the way, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, carves you into the way that they want you to be. S- Dr. Sam now is not the same as the Dr. Sam who was three years ago before she started her USMLEs. Really? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. No comparison. No comparison when it comes to the medical knowledge, to the way I view things, to the way I hypothesize um, um, uh, medical situations, for example absolutely not and even the motivation now i am a motivated person who wants to do more research more volunteering more this and more that um it they carve you by the end of the process once you reach the match the time of the match or once you start applying you will be the doctor that they want you to be with the knowledge that they expect you to have 
with, with let's say, the mantra that they expect you to have. Mm. So I think that is something I'm very grateful for, actually. There is nothing that I lost out of joining the U.S. Uh, match process. Uh, had I not matched, I would say the same thing, by the way, because I, I elevated in terms of medical knowledge, in terms of, of my ambitions, in terms of how I look at things and how I want to pursue things. Completely different than who I was before, to be honest. Now, I want to touch up on you said, what if I didn't match? So mm. it, let's say someone doesn't get as high a score. They got a 232. Mm. No, 232. I'm okay. saying I'm talking bare minimums here. Okay. Right. They're not government endorsed. Should they go through the match or don't don't of waste course, your time? go through the match. Why? Because. There is hope. If mm. they are non-US, still there is hope. First uh, of all, how? how? I'll tell you. Mm. Connections, my friend. Ha-ha. Connections. Okay. Add sound effects to that. <laughs> Connections. <laughs> uh, you know what? Wait, hold on. I'm writing this down <laughs> for my producer to add this in. <laughs> Continue. Yusuf from London, please add special Please. <laughs> Anyways, I think one of the most important things in this process is connections. Because what I mean by connections is you, you showcase yourself to a program or another. You do an elective, uh, not paid, of course. You, you, you don't get paid. Um, and the best ones are the ones that you don't pay, except for you know some logistic uh, registration uh, fees. Other than that, the ones that you join, you, you, know, you, you join like a, you know, a, a last year medical student, sort mm -hmm. of like that. Okay, and you you, they, you join their rounds, you join their sitting sessions, you join, you know, their, all their activities, their hands-on or not, and they get to see who you are, not just the application paper that they will receive one day. So you give them, uh, let's say, an intel as to who you are, because at the end of the day, once you apply to the U.S. board, you are, you're a piece of paper. And there are set rules. Uh, step two uh, should be above that. Step one should pass from the first try. Mm -hmm. A number of researches to guarantee you a spot four to five, for example, in medicine. For example, mm -hmm. you'll be you'll be very safe at that range. And then you know all all the other activities, number of let's say electives and uh, and etc. So, for me, you're not just a piece of paper like. At, the, uh, at match day, for example, or during application. You come to life. You come to life. Like, oh, yeah, I remember this person. This yeah. person was yeah. very energetic. Even if her score is, let's say, uh, 220, yeah. 230. Uh, but she's energetic. Her personality matches the one that we'd like to harbor at our program. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I think she's a perfect fit. She's more than just a score. And you get to show them how important you are to mm -hmm. them and to you. You get to see if that place is good. It fits True. your, you know, your goals or not. Sometimes it's just, you know, simple things that you might not end up liking. And that way, you know, you wouldn't be doing any, they wouldn't be doing you any injustice and you wouldn't be doing, you don't want to end up in a place that you don't want at the same time because you would not be living up to your best of capabilities. Yes. Not in all instances, of course, but in a lot of scenarios, that is true. So for me, if I were to give an advice, even if you are not, you know, you haven't scored, uh, you, ha you, you don't have a state of an art uh, score at step two, let's say, uh, CK, go for connections. Go for, for me, honestly, 
I am saying every, every connection, I mean electives, when I say connections, go for electives. Electives are vital or observerships. Because I'm going to challenge you with something. Oh. You're speaking to a COVID baby doctor. Mm. Basically, I, I had my elective all ready. Mm. COVID. All electives canceled. Nobody's allowed to go. Mm. Now I'm working in Kuwait. Mm. Mm. What it's do never I do? too late. I did never it. too late. I did my elective after graduating medical school. There we go. Okay. okay. And if someone tells you, oh, but it's an observership, don't go, go. Go. I, I, I like that attitude. They, yes. will, they will ask you questions. Yeah. You will answer or you won't. They will see your knowledge. They will see how you approach things. Go, even if mm. it's not hands-on. Yeah. And do not limit your elective experiences to a single place. Mm. Maybe that place has an agenda of its own. Maybe you don't end up satisfying them. Your personality is not what they want. That's it. Mm. You have خلاص, You have to go with it. Mm. I no hard feelings. Yeah. No, um, I'm not foul. Exactly. So you, you, you have to go to, to multiple places mm. and to see... First of all, it will increase your chances. Once your application process is sent, you can, for example, email people, mm. email the people that you were with, telling them, oh, by the way, I have a huge interest in your program. Um, uh, thank you for having me at that time. I, or I applied to your program. You know, just people know you. So that when you get recommendation letters from these areas, mm -hmm. this will help you a lot once you apply because they know the name the recommendation came from. Yes. Yeah. This doctor works at this, uh, uh, let's say, uh, specialty or that yeah. specialty in the hospital. So sure. I can go call him as a program director. And, you know, what, what do you think? You know, she has impressive scores or she has whatever, but or she doesn't have that that impressive score. She's average. But your recommendation is beautiful. Tell me more about her. So you might land interviews that way. Recommendation letters, U.S. residency programs, adore U.S. recommendation. Uh, but what about, for example, in Kuwait? Yeah. Um, there's not many people who have graduated the the, the U.S. board. Mm. Would Canadian? A mm. lot of people who graduate from Canada. They mm. did residency in Canada, yes. or they did a fellowship in the states. Uh, you know what I mean? Okay. Do those recommendation letters are? Would you say they they're also sufficient or no? I used. Okay. Those. Actually, I. Uh, um, there were a couple of amazing Kuwaiti consultants uh, that uh, I worked with. I actually mm. chose them and I wanted to work for them and they ended up giving me recommendations. And I recommend, I'm saying, you know, we have amazing Kuwaiti doctors here who graduated from the U.S. board or not graduated. Yeah. They are amazing. Yeah. But the U.S. board is very proud of itself. So, and actually, it, it's like the Wolfpack. They trust their own. Yeah. So a person graduated from their place or a person who's already in their place, they will, let's say, they will actually take that person's word more than a person who lives in the middle of the Middle East. Yeah. He might be a brilliant doctor, but I don't know him. He didn't graduate. He doesn't have those American affiliations. Yes. Let's say. Yes. So they trust their own people. Mm. For example, me, one day, if I graduate from the U.S. board, I end up giving a recommendation letter with my credentials, with my... You know, I'm I, a U.S. certified physician one mm -hmm. day. They will, you know, they will take my recommendation into consideration. Um, but it's still not the same as the recommendation letter of a doctor who is still working at that program. For example, if you mm. do a nephrology elective and you end up uh, applying to internal medicine at that hospital, 
a nephrologist who you rotated with is very impressed, writes you a recommendation letter, you apply to that program. This is very vital. This recommendation letter is, is going to help you a lot. Okay. I reckon that the program director will or might communicate with that doctor and see his, his input about it. So you have a better chance. You're no longer an application. You are a piece of paper now with another piece of paper mm. proving that you're good after you've been in their program before. Mm. So you see how important it is? So even if your score is average, you have amazing extracurriculars, you have a, a good, st good standing at college, mm. I don't think you should stop. Go, go. I recommend, to, you know, if I, I like to talk about safe. T. Mm. That was very nice. <laughs> safety. <laughs> I like to talk about safety because in this process, you need to be safe. Yeah. Go for the numbers that make you safe. Go for the uh, uh, publications that uh, number of publications that will give you or give you safety in that level. So for me, when it comes, if I were to choose, I would go for three electives, one month, one month, one month. You said that it, you're a COVID baby. There were the uh, online. Mm. Uh, they would t uh, carry you around with the the cow, the computer on wheels, <laughs> and that that costed a lot at that time. Yeah. But it's not the same as in person, of no, course. No, it's still you're still on the. Of course. You know, but now, even after you graduate, you can go for observership. That's something you have to know. A, a graduated physician, a physician who graduated medical school, can only go, can for, only for, a, go for observership. Which is hands-off. 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 But a medical student... Can go to a hands-on experience. Yes. But you can explain that I graduated and there was COVID. I couldn't. So I had to stay and graduate. Correct. That Correct. is why. Or else I would have opted for... The hands-on. And now, how do you go about securing your uh, 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 elective slash observerships? Just emails or is there pathways? I think uh, we need sound effects again for this one. Because I sent, I sent 5,000 emails. No you're, no, you're joking. I sent 5,000 emails. You're joking. 5,000 emails. 5,000. Wait, you wrote each one individually? It's the same template. Okay. I'm giving you guys too much information. <laughs> My God, <laughs> it was 5,000 emails. Wow. And then with the help of my friends, actually, yeah. I have to name them, Mace and Shayyum Nizi. Thank you, guys. They, they were helping me with emails. So I had a template. I would change my name. I would send my CV. And I would, I know the places that I want to reach out to. Right. Okay. And this entire process was, you know, aided by my friends. But I remember going about three months, approximately, to try to send the 5,000 emails. Mm. I was very determined. My God. When I look back into it, that's why I said miserable process. <laughs> no, wait a minute. Miserable process. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, oh my God. So I do not, this is my personal opinion. Please don't start a hashtag against Dr. Sam right now. <laughs> In my personal opinion, I do not like paid electives. Okay. Companies that are paid, I do not favor. I like them. I don't. I don't. For example, if you have a non-paid, if you can, if you can land an elective alone, mm -hmm. that is for me more valuable than an elective through a paid company. How but come? Because, I mean. Okay, 
how can I be nice about it? Look, I like the, the paid companies. They help students sometimes. Who are in need. Yeah, 5,000 emails, and I only got like a few responses. Really? A very few responses. Okay. Not even 0.1%. Mm. And um, what I'm trying to say is they will know that you came through money. You did mm. not come through showing your, yourself. Showing yourself. Okay. That mm. doesn't mean you're bad if you if no. you go through money. Sometimes it's the only way, actually. And I salute them yeah. actually for 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 doing that. I a foot in the them. door is still a foot in the door. Exactly. Yeah, I yeah. mean, they're helping people out and stuff. And I would, you know, if you don't have any other option, go through them. Yeah. Make yourself seen. Mm. Do not let a summer holiday pass without especially towards the last few years, even after graduating, without going for uh, an elective, paid or not paid. Okay. But for me, when it comes, even as a physician, one day, if I am, if if I am, if I was a program director, would I read a recommendation letter written by a doctor in one of the specialties in the hospital, or written by a doctor who's in one of the clinics in the U.S., not mm-hmm. in the hospital? Mm-hmm. Or let's say sometimes it is in the hospital, but the recommendation letter is stamped sometimes with the company seal. Mm. And the, that, why would it be stamped by the company steel? seal? Yeah, it, it, it does. I've, I've heard a lot about that. But why? That I feel like that, that yeah. does not hurt your chance. Exactly. That, like, which is why. But nonetheless, I, I did try to apply through them, by the way. When I saw, like, I'm sending 5,000 emails, I'm not getting any response back. So, hey, you know, I need to, I need to get going. So, she's still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, basically, um, you put a seal on it, and then I'm not sure where, which clinic I'm going to end up in. So, yeah. I will start my way. I don't, it doesn't work out. I'll go to, through the companies. And there's absolutely nothing wrong. These companies, Sarah, by the way, can get you some really nice, really nice hospitals. Really? But my my advice is to ask them, will the recommendation letter be sealed by your company? Because I do not want the template of the recommendation letter to have anything within its borders right. that, you know, includes your company. Uh, because it's, at the end of the day, it's my work. Mm. You know, you're just an agent yeah, to yeah. get me on board. Uh, but, you know, I, th- there are so many companies coming up and some of them, your generation ones, are actually good. Mm. So you'd have to read a lot about them in Reddit, mm. actually. And sometimes they are really good. I mean, I, I, I'm not trying to generalize. There might be some good companies that I don't know about that can send you uh, off, that are genuine, mm. and that are actually you know, motivated towards making, making uh, things happen without including their seal or anything. Mm. If you find a company like that, Go for it. Yeah. But don't stay home. Don't stay here. Travel. If you don't, keep, meanwhile, keep sending the emails. Okay. You, you never know. Um, especially the southern states, they're very, you know, hot on, you know, trying to accept people onto electives. Right. They're very... They, they like having Yeah, people. Texas especially. If I were to give an advice, go for Texas, guys. Um, so, yeah. And um, def- so I'm not saying they're not good. I'm not saying they're bad. Just try your own way first. Just try your own way. In the meantime, test them out. You know, mm. ask them how how, how recommendations going to be uh, written. Mm. Who's going to write them? How many weeks? Yeah. Always make sure, like, if you do an elective for two weeks, the program director will read your recommendation. Will know it's only two weeks. It was garbage. No, no, okay. What, what will you prove 
in two weeks. You now, can't even start a relationship that, uh, that fast. What if someone doesn't go for right? an elective? Should they even apply? Very difficult. Very difficult. Okay, so it's vital. Yeah, for me, you asked me about the scores. I told you, keep going. Yeah. Electives will give you recommend U.S. recommendation letters. Mm. And those are the... Very theme. important. You, can't, you have to apply for four, for example, for medicine. You have to apply for four. One of them is the dean of your university. So now you have, you're left with three. The Wait, one of them has to be... The dean of your university. Really? You just, you it has to be. Go, go hunt down your dean. Wow. Okay. <laughs> but they understand. They're very good. The dean at our university was a very nice uh, doctor. He was very helpful. Understood, looked at our records, took his time, and then recommended us uh, the good logistic way. Um, so what I'm saying is, um, what was I saying? Oh my God. <laughs> recommendation letters. Recommendation letters. Which which aspect? Though? We you we talked about the dean. Yes. Okay. Yes. We have four. Yeah, you yeah. have four. One of them has to be from the dean. That's for internal medicine. And so you have three recommendations. So the more U.S. recommendations, the better. And also, if a person in that place likes you, they will be more likely to recommend you during application day. Okay. So if you are good, if you deserve it. They are very, very fair people. Okay. They have a set of standards that if you don't meet, you will not hear from them again. But if you do meet? If you do meet, they'll try to help you out as much as you deserve. Yeah. Okay. They never sugar. Americans never sugarcoat things. You deserve it, you get it. You don't deserve it, you're out. There are 350 million Americans But is out it there. fair to say, yeah. is it fair to say that if you've gone to the point that you're going, you're doing your electives, you scored well on your USMLEs, your passion, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Is it fair to say you should be okay to secure a recommendation letter or not even necessarily? I mean, if you scored well on your exams, you have the knowledge to answer their basic questions, especially that they know they will ask you questions up to your level. They, they will won't not ask, ask you beyond. a consultant or attending level question right. like uh, about hyponatremia. That is my nightmare, guys. <laughs> Can I, who asks hyponatremia questions at 8 a.m.? Come on. Yeah, no. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> so. But uh, what I'm, I also want to say something. Yeah. If, if, if you go through the uh, business-owned uh, elective opportunities, um, ask them if, for example, I only end up doing three weeks because I have to be back in the country. And if they tell you it's okay, you can do three weeks and we will push it on your recommendation to make it look like one month. Mm -hmm. Big no. Red flag. Red flag. Red flag. Red flag. They're just trying to take your money. Okay. You, this recommendation might hurt you. By the way, there is a good recommendation and there is an excellent recommendation. And how do you know what uh, one for the, for the other? It will show. Do you you get will a read copy? it like I'm not that average. Okay, so you get a copy before you send it. Most of the times, you're not supposed to see it, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, you will have to waive the recommendation letter. But what I'm trying to say, when you go to up, so you can't see it. So that's why I'm saying, so you're gambling here, by the way. So what I'm trying to say is, you go to a place, you know you did well, you know the, the doctor likes you, the mentor likes you, mm -hmm. he was impressed by you, that's what I mean. He was impressed by, my, by your knowledge. And when you go up to him and say, do I deserve a recommendation after this one or two months? What do you think? He says, of course you do. You've been one of the most brilliant. Mm. Now, there, then and there you will know that you have basically basked 
basketed, did I just make that word, <laughs> up uh, uh, basically a, a recommendation that will help you out. Okay. And so you got to feel it out. Yeah, you got to feel it out. You need to feel the relationship. Yes. Okay, okay. And, and a program director can tell between a, an excellent recommendation and a good recommendation. And okay. a good recommendation is a bad recommendation. Ah. A good recommendation is a bad recommendation. So invest in your relationships. In, Uh, medical relationships. <laughs> I am not. I am not gonna spread relationships down here. <laughs> no relationship advice on the doctor's <laughs> no, room. No, not me. <laughs> so, uh, so to review, review. Yeah. So far, we've uh, we've talked about you need to finish step one. Mm-hmm. You need to finish step two. Yes. You need to factor in electives, observerships somewhere there. Through these, you need to secure some. Excellent, not good, excellent re- letters of recommendation, mm. right? We talked about how at the moment you need to do the, uh, in replacement of step two CS, there's a pathway yeah. in the hospital of getting your clinical skills verified. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, next, I wanted to ask about ECMFG certification. What is that? Basically, it's a, it's a certificate that enables you to apply. Good, fine. So you will get it after you have completed all your steps. Mm. I got it 17 days later. Okay. By great. mail. So once you finish your requirements, send it in. They will send it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah like I, apply, I mean. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, it's just like one or two buttons. I I, I don't remember, to be honest. Mm. But I remember I got it like 17 days, 15 days later mm. to my doorstep. Wow, okay. Yeah, like Quick. at my doorstep. And uh, yeah, that, that was super cool. The free of charge. Now, the last thing I want to talk to you about mm. is... Uh, Uh, what's it called? Sorry, I spaced out there for a second. That's I was right. like, where I have, because I have too many things to ask. Keep, keep, keep him coming. Uh, But no relationship advice. Please. No relationship <laughs> advice. Um, I want to now ask, because this is a tailored question to Kuwait and the Middle East. You are a government, uh, so let, let's focus on Kuwait. Government sponsored uh, pathways mm. through Kim's because there's a lot of mystery around it because it's not common for Kuwaiti students to go do residency in the U.S. It's not common. It happens it, sometimes. What do you know about this process? Basically, I, it is, you will involve Maktab uh, al-Thaqafi. okay. And Kim's. Uh, Maktab al-Thaqafi is the cultural office for yes. those of you who don't know. Yeah, yeah. And Kim's. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, I wouldn't recommend, if you have long-term, if you have long-term plans to go to the U.S., I wouldn't recommend you to join the the you know, the Kuwaiti residency because, you know, you have to ca- take a gap here. For Kuwaiti a, for residency in Kuwait. in Kuwait. You don't mean government-sponsored residency. You are not allowed to apply to another mm. residency program. So do not, it's not... A you will take protocol. a gap here, at least, as per protocol. So don't take, uh, don't do residency in Kuwait. I mean, it's unfair. You will be taking, you know, someone's seat. And if you have it within you, yeah. if right from the start, then, you know, don't kind of do that mm-hmm. because, you know, somebody else might want that seat. Mm-hmm. Um, in my situation, I did, I did want it, but I wasn't, you know, I was here and there. And then mm. we, we had some, uh, you know, medical issues that rose up in my family. And, mm. you know, I had to go the, the hard way. But uh, definitely. So these two. But first of all, you have to get all of these done. qualifications done. And then uh, some certain programs in the U.S., they mm. have um, spots for government endorsed And this is through going through the match or you yourself? It, it will be during the match, but you'll have a different path. Okay. You don't even have to apply to that many. Okay. Your chances are good if you have good qualifications. Yep. And uh, they have cer- some colleges, I'm saying, they have certain a seats. certain seat or a certain number of seats for that, you know? 
So uh, they will take care of it. So they will have their own their own logistics. They mm-hmm. will be expecting you to apl- to apply to their own. Uh, the same way, by the way, you don't get any leverage. Uh, you don't get to you know bypass a step one or bypass. You, know, you no, have yeah, yeah. to apply yeah. the entire thing. But do you need to apply through the match, which is the official? You have to system? apply. Yes, you, but but you're applying to one university, that yes. university, and you have very good chances. Okay. Okay, because you can't get in without applying. You yeah. have to apply. But yeah. I mean, most of us apply to. I applied to four hundred programs. There we go. So you will apply, for example, if you want, if you're directed, you just, you know what uh, yeah, you yeah, want. Yeah. It, it goes both ways, but they will ask you right from the start, you're Kuwaiti, mm-hmm. are, you go, uh, are you government endorsed? Yes, different process. You will be accepted, but you will not compete in the interviews with the people who are not government endorsed. Right, so you'll be you competing with the rest. You have certain seats. You'll be applying with only the government endorsed ones in the Middle East mostly, by the way. And... How and not many know, are they. they how do you know which many. programs there are and where, where they are? All You can ask, uh, where, where are you interested? I'm interested in ABC. Mm-hmm. Uh, hello, ABC. Uh, I am a Kuwaiti government. Indoor. No, but I mean, how do you find those programs? That's my, my curiosity. Uh, for me, I, I didn't have that problem. I just mm-hmm. applied. I, I don't care. It's For me, it's the entire... To me... As soon as I applied, they would send, are you like a government endorsed or not? Oh, okay. okay. Interesting. But don't wait for that. Like, you know, for example, like, for example, you have a state in mind. Um, so my uh, ha- half of my family is in California. I know that California is impossible for IMGs. Why? I heard it was very tough yeah, for IMGs. Yeah, I got interviews in California. Really? Okay. Well, there we go. California, uh, Florida, Massachusetts, and New York. Those are my top four. Massachusetts is too cold. I know, but Boston's beautiful. You won't be able to see it from the snow. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, what I'm trying to say, so, for example, there are some prominent universities, for example, in California, USC, UCLA. My parents, uh, what's it called? um, They graduated from USC. So I I have a strong personal connection to USC. (laughs) There you go. So what I'm saying is, for example, email them. Uh Uh-huh. Email their internal medicine. There is a, a website for the internal medicine program, residency program for USC, for well, example. Psy- psychiatry. Yes. Ah, right? <laughs> uh, sorry. Psychiatry. <laughs> I am biased. Perfect. I will forever be that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then just, uh, uh, is there a certain pathway? What do you need from me? Yep. And then they will tell you. Mm-hmm. But the whole benefit is your interview process. It's it much will easier. be like you and someone else. And the... Uh, but without your steps, without your research, without blah, blah, blah. It's, uh, it will not happen without your steps, without your ECFMG. Yeah, yeah of course. If you, if, you, if you give them your own oil, <laughs> they will not let you in. So the only thing that it helps you with really is the interview stage, not... Uh, the most important stage. The most important stage. So Everything is important, my God. <laughs> Too many things are important. I need my beta blockers now. <laughs> you reminded me of my past traumatic experiences. Oh, my God. Such it's as? Difficult. It's, oh, no, here we go. Another <laughs> psychiatry session. This is going to be a psychiatry session. But honestly, because every time like, you're like, oh, step one is important. Then you go to step two. Oh, my God, step two is important. Then, then you go, oh, my God, I got to go to do so much. So much storm. Yeah. And then you go, oh, connections are important. Connections are recommendations. Are, and then you go. In what time? But that's the thing. Everything is important that nothing is not important. Yeah, it's frustrating. It, it's like a puzzle. It's frustrating. It's, it's honestly a puzzle. If one missing piece goes missing 
I think I just mentioned that twice. Uh, it will not be complete. Yeah. So everything is important. You just have to put them together. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for that reason, um, yeah, I mean, you need everything there. But interview process, how you uh, present yourself during interview days, essential. And you have, yeah, I mean, you have to practice a lot mm. for that. And once you do, once you practice all that, uh, because sometimes, as I said, you're just a piece of paper, but on interview day, you get to showcase who you are. You pop. Shine or not so shine. <laughs> so Shine or rust. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, pretty sure I rusted here and there. <laughs> Shined here and there also. You, you probably did excellent since you match. So <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, but, but you know, uh, but the thing is, what I'm, what I'm trying to say, so interview day, when you don't have as much competition, it's much easier, mm. to be honest. But um, it's still doable for everyone. Non-government endorsed government, so USMDs, non-USMDs, USIMGs, non-USIMGs, too many entities. I'm telling you, competition is extremely difficult. That's why I always talk about safety. Mm. Safety. Aim as high as you can. And do your best. Yes, because you know you just gotta go for it's the tough. safe numbers, it's the tough. safe applications, save this, save that. <laughs> and I have to say something. Mm. This process is much easier when someone else is with you. Mm. Um, I know my best friends did not apply to the U.S. Um, my best friend, Dr. Mais Sheikh Jabal, I have to, I have to. Plug her. <laughs> I, I do. I have to plug you. You were there all the all the while. She ended up in the German board. Mashallah. And she speaks fluent German. Oh really? Uh, I, I love the German, German language. It's interesting. It's, is it interesting or scary? I I, I find it like it's. Uh, I don't know. For me, it's because I listen to some German bands. Okay. So I like the I like the language. <laughs> My God. Yeah. Yeah. I'm worried about you a little bit sometimes. <laughs> but uh, what, I, what, I, what I'm trying to say is, yeah, she was even though she didn't apply to the U.S., but she was with me day by day. Uh, my best friend Shayum also, she was with me day by day. It made, oh, the, the, the process is nerve wracking beyond words can explain. Yeah. Non, I don't think there's a word in the dictionary that can explain how nerve wracking it is. Honestly, yeah. you will lose your mind. Yeah. There were days where I was studying 14 hours a day. Yeah, no, I, I was there. It's not it's not fun. And it's, it's, it's I remember the day after my step two, the day everyone around me said, you're a different person. I looked back at them. and I said, I feel different. Yeah, I literally felt like because I was so lonely in just studying, 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 studying that I I honestly doubted even medicine about the U.S. Everything. Is I it doubted. worth it? That's 100 percent. I'm losing my sanity. Yeah, I actually lost it so many times. I hope it's back. So not sure it's honestly, like, and as someone who didn't have that support, yes. I, I can't recommend enough for the people watching and listening. Have your friends with you because it is lonely. And uh, like all honesty, I know we're plugging the U.S. and like how to go, all that kind of stuff. But in the end, it's only one life to live. Don't do something and then lose yourself over it. So if protect you don't yourself. Want it. If First you don't of all, do not apply to the U.S. if you don't think you are motivated enough. It is not an easy process. It is treacherous. Yes. It will. It will put you to the limit. Yes. It will put you to the edge. It will test you on every aspect. It will test whether or not you can answer a question stem with 16 lines with nine options. In 30 in seconds. Exactly. And But the thing is, and this is the warning that I've received, it gets worse. Residency is another monster. I'm sorry. I didn't start just this yet, but this is very hopeful <laughs> from our future psychiatrists. But, but the thing is, 
you want it and you're clearly motivated. Yes. There we go. It is, but I know that, you know, traveling abroad, there's something that I'm, I'm actually worried about. Maybe one day I'm going to look into this video and maybe smile. I'm mm -hmm. not sure actually three years from now, but it is a lonely road, especially now that we're older. We're not, we're no longer graduated from, uh, from yeah, high school, school at the yeah. age of 18. We are older. We finished residency. We worked one or two or three, four years, and then we applied and we're mm -hmm. accepted. We're more mature. We have different life goals, but I am still holding upon this this goal um very for me the most challenging part right now is homesickness can i give you my two cents as someone who did it please do as from high school it was the most difficult thing i've ever done in every single way and i'm telling you i don't know if you know this about me but my dad got cancer during covid huh. so during my my final yeah. year and then he passed away shortly after i came to kuwait bless, bless your soul. thank you but i'll tell you something if it wasn't for the challenges that being abroad alone forced me to take on, if it wasn't for that, I don't know if I would have been able to deal with my dad's illness in a better way. I thoroughly believe that if I was home the whole time and he got ill, it would have broken me. Mm. There wouldn't be, I wouldn't be able to it start be shattered. Exactly. There's no, I would be a trainee. There's no doctor's brute. No, no, no. I would have been shattered. But because of the challenges I had to go through early on, mm. it prepared me. And so as someone who went through it, I cannot recommend enough mm. how good it, it, it's like you said about the, the steps program. Yeah. Uh, sorry, applying for changes the you. Exactly. It makes you a better physician. Mm. So you're I, I'm done growing up. <laughs> Please life stop. Listen to the song. Uh, What's my age again by Blink-182. Always stay young. As long as it's not German. No, no. <laughs> now, um, that's, that's one that's my piece of advice definitely and um keep your friends close mm. uh, um even if they're out of the field get some breaks don't lose your sanity your let's say the way you feel during test day will impact your score yeah practice 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 do your NMBE practice exams before going to your USMLE Step 2 exam or Step 1 exam. Attain a safe score on your NMBME uh, practice exams. And once you reach a score that you are safe with, go into the exam. And keep pushing forward. Keep pushing forward. And if there is anything that you need, you can always approach me or Dr. Aziz. We're always willing to help. Always. Uh, we really wish everybody the best. Please, only when you are motivated, when you have a very good standing, and if you can start early, do it. Otherwise, it's a huge sacrifice, the U.S. board. A huge, maybe the biggest sacrifice. Honestly, yeah. Dictola, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's my pleasure. You've motivated me. You've inspired me. You've taught me. I can't thank you enough. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that are going to be watching and are going to be thanking you in the comments. Thank you so much. Uh, now, uh, please, can you just tell us what's your, for anyone who's listening, what's your Instagram handle? I want everybody to follow uh, Dr. Sam. If you haven't already, I'd say statistically <laughs> speaking, you already do. But I'm just saying the, 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 the la, one la, or two. La. You got, you, you know? got, you got, you got so many, uh, so many beautiful people that I don't have. And I, I'm, and uh, let's share them. Let's yeah, share them. Mixed sharing audiences. is caring. <laughs> yes. So it's at Dr. Sam Shuebi, S-A-M. S-H-U-A-I-B-I. -I. Perfect. And we'll show it here at the screen. 
Um, is it going to come on the screen? Yeah, yeah. So I'm looking at it right now? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, please go follow her, guys. Um, she's a great source of information, a great person just to, to follow, to learn more about medicine. Um, again, like that's why we brought her on. So please. Thank uh, you so much, Ola, for having me. I salute you and applaud you and I applaud all your Thank interns you. here. <laughs> P you guys are doctors and doing this on the side. This is amazing. Thanks. Good job, guys. Good Thank job, you. guys. Thank you so much. Well, guys, that's the last sip of coffee for the day. A final special thank you to our guest. Please be sure to follow her uh, and uh, see you next time. Inshallah. <laughs> Hope you all enjoyed this episode of The Doctor's Brew. New episodes to listen to with a cup of coffee coming your way every Sunday on YouTube and Spotify. And be sure to follow us on Instagram for all the latest updates. See you next time.